This is the Designated Degenerates Pick'em Podcast. Podcast week ten. Uh, ten weeks. Hey, football's almost over. Kind of makes me sad. Makes me really sad. I don't know if it's almost over or not. The playoffs go pretty long. I don't guess we're halfway through the season. We still got football on TV for a pretty good while. Uh, but I don't know. It, it is kind of it's going a lot faster than I would have hoped. But It'll get us prob. It'll get us to. It'll get us at least two more sports. Two, in route, to more sports, which is good news. Like I mean, obviously, it it sucks because. Well, it used to suck during the week. There was nothing else on TV because you know basketball petered out, and so did hockey. Um, and now, you know, it, the NFL was all we had during the week. Well, you know, had your Monday and Thursday game, but you got Maxion back. And um, I don't know if Pac-12 will take up take up the intelligence to play on a Wednesday, and then we could have football seven days a week, and that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be great. Uh, we kind of do now anyway. The Maxion plays on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, but they're uh, it's only a couple games. I'd like to have a full. It'd be cool to have a full slate. But anyways, all right. Uh, we're gonna try to move this along pretty quick today. It is late in the week. I am recording this as about as late as I think I have. I don't know. I may have done one on a Saturday one time, but um, yeah, I've kind of the week's kind of gotten away from me. Uh, home construction projects and work and life and stuff like that. When I work on Tuesdays, when I work at twenty four on Tuesday, um, it kind of really throws everything off. It really, it really does. I should have done it yesterday. Uh, but it, like I said, home construction projects. I'm going to try to make this thing pretty quick today because I do still have that home construction project hanging over my head. I was about to start on it and I realized, holy shit, I better get this thing done. Um, so I'm in here doing it. Also, I have a horse handicapping tournament that starts in one hour. One hour. I'm not going to make that. Doesn't look like. I'm going to have to sign up for the afternoon one. All right. I'm not going to miss it, though, because as much as I like this, I like handicapping the ponies more, especially the tournaments. All right, but uh, just a couple of things. Dallas covered, which is, you know, God save the queen. That's awesome. Um, what a... And they covered, and they can't not cover this week. So a good two weeks for Dallas. Uh, they're obviously they're on a bye week this week. So uh, things are looking up for Dallas, and that's... <clears throat> that's great for them, uh, but I th- you know everything is kind of mellowed out with the the press, and they're not talking about uh, Dallas Super Bowl two K twenty one. So that's great, man. Or two K twenty. I don't know. It's it, whatever. Um, so that's good. We're moved. We've moved past Dallas. I'm glad they're they got that that weight off their shoulders. Um, listen, but hey, when they come back, don't get carried away, because I promise you the spreads are. Like, that's how it works with Dallas. Like, once Dallas covers, 
of like people in Vegas just forget, and pe- casual sports bettors just forget, and they'll bet them hard. And it's like, what the, you know, the, the spreads will be like so small. Like Dallas is not, hasn't been shit. At least that's what I've noticed. Um, you just play it by ear and see. Um, other thing. So I kind of talked about just doing this. This was going to be just an in-person thing. But if there's interest from anybody else, uh, I can change that. But we're doing a Masters thing this week where we're drawing names for the Masters tournament. Um it's twenty dollars a person, and on Monday <clears throat> or Sunday, assuming it's played on Sunday, I know they're on a rain delay right now. Um, on Sunday, you know the, those top was it fifty? Is fifty make the cut? Fifty makes the cut. Let's just say we're gonna draw names, and if there's ten people in the league, obviously you get five players apiece. You know. But whatever, however many is, we'll divide them out as evenly as possible. <clears throat> um, if we only if we get like twenty six people in the league, we'll just do the top twenty six players and just divide them up that way. Um, I guess I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that part. If there's any interest in that, let me know. Twenty dollars, you win the pot. Combined score, um, not against. I mean, there's no spreads in golf, so it's obviously just combined golf score uh, of your players. However many we do. And the live, we'll do a live draw Saturday night. So if you guys want to be in that or if you have any interest in it, just text me. Uh, try to let me know before Saturday, Saturday night. Um, I guess it'll be Saturday. That's the only thing that makes sense. Cole, if you hear this, you know, let me know what you think about that. Seth, you too, because you were interested as well. Um, so yeah, it, just send me, we'll do $20. Uh, and then we'll do a, I'll do like a zoom meeting. We'll live draw Saturday and then that should be then Sunday. You have your players. If it looks like it's going to be played on Sunday, if it doesn't, I'm moving past it because I don't want to, I don't want this hanging over my head. Maybe just let me know. All right. Uh, another thing, college football, not college football, college basketball. Eventually we're going to lose the designated degenerates. Uh, but, Pick a podcast, and we'll all basketball will be the new jazz. You know, it's my new thing. Uh, and actually, we're going to start it well before we lose the pick them. But we're going to do a college basketball league. It will either be a pick them, not a pick them. There's no way to do a pick them for college. Well, there is, but it would be it would require a lot of work. Uh, we may do either a suicide league, uh, or a or a survivor league. I guess if you don't know what those things are, just let me know. But we may do so. A suicide league is it's kind of well. I mean, I'll just say well, that's what we'll do. No, we're not going to do a spread. No. Okay, we'll either do <laughs> sorry. We'll either do a survivor league or a suicide league. A survivor league is basically uh you know, however many weeks there are in the college basketball season or college basketball season. Uh I'm not sure exactly how many weeks total it is. They start in November, December, November, December, January, February. 
so I'm assuming like 16 weeks, just like everything else, 16, 17. It doesn't matter. Anyways, every week you'll pick a team, one team for the whole week. And if that team wins, then you move forward. It's not against the spread or nothing like that. It's just straight up. If that team wins, you make it to the next week. If that team loses, you're out. You're out of the, you're out of the tournament. You're out of the, the league. And your money's gone forever. Um, if you do a... I, don't, I think that's the way I'd want to do it. I think we'll do, we'll do that. I think that's what we'll do. Okay, all right. If you have any interest in college basketball and you want to be in that Survivor League, that would be that's going to be just the easiest one to do. Um, but they also have another one. The Suicide League is where your points are cumulative. I don't know if I would want to do that or not. Anyone wants more than welcome to call me and talk to me about that, and then we'll figure that out. That's all I got. Like I said, I got to hurry, and I keep getting sidetracked. Uh, let's move into... Awards and stats for this past week. straight into the awards but I have recorded this I recorded this the first time and then it stopped recording and I'm watching the, the meter now I don't have to switch my screen so I've got my the stats on paper so we will read those off first I'm gonna keep my eye on this trick ass bitch because it uh, tried to I don't know why I did that I don't know why it deleted all that work that's what happens when you're in a hurry and you're trying to make it to your horse gambling tournament or you're not a whole gambling. It's, it's a, it's a, just a, it's a handicapping tournament. I'm obviously, I don't think I'm going to make it at this point, which really sucks because that's really what I was most looking forward to today. But whatever, it is what it is. I, uh, this is my dedication to you guys. I love you. So let's look at some stats for the week. Let's blow through these, and I'm going to keep my eye on this ticker and see if it just shuts me off. Because that's what it did the first time. Week 9, 5 favorites, 9 dogs. Uh, that's the most, the biggest spread of uh, of differentials in the week, five, uh, being 4. Overall in the season, 59 favorites have won games. 71 dogs have covered. Home favorites, remember anytime I say wins, you know the drill. That means covers. Home favorites, 3-5 and five this week, 32-47 and 47 on the year. Home dogs are 4-2 and 27-26 and 27 and 26 on the year. Home teams won 7 and away teams won 7 this week, so we split 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, on the year, home teams have won 59 games and away teams have won 73. Week 9 picks, 172 times we picked a favorite this week for 68.8%. Dogs, 78 picks for 31.2%. Uh, 
percent. We said whatever. Week nine correct picks. Fifty-one of the one hundred and seventy-two picks for the uh, favorites were correct for a picking percentage of twenty-nine point point six five percent. For the dogs, fifty-three of our seventy-eight picks were correct for a picking percentage of 67.95%. Week 9 overall, 104 out of 250 picks for 41.6%. That is our second lowest total of the year. Yearly picks, 1,818 times we have picked a favorite uh, and 605 times we have picked a dog, 75% and 24% respectively. Yearly correct picks, 846 of the 1,818 1, uh, 1, picks have been correct for the favorites for 46.53%. And 378 of the 605 picks for the dogs have been correct for a percentage of 62.48%. Yearly overall, 1,224 correct picks in our league and 200 out of 2,423. We are picking at 50.52%. That is below profitability uh, in gambling if you're looking for an edge there. We're getting real close to the real close to the line here. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it cuts me off like a bastard. No, it didn't. I'm still recording. Huh. I don't know what happened that first time. But here we are. We're still going. So let's finish this thing up. Um, The highest picked game of the week uh, was the Pittsburgh game. No, it was a tie. Sorry. Pittsburgh-Dallas, 24 picks for Pittsburgh. No picks for Dallas. Obviously, all of us got that wrong. And then... Uh, the other game was the Seattle Buffalo game, 24 picks on it, 21 for Seattle, three for Buffalo and Buffalo got the nod in that one. Majority picks went seven and seven this week, 67 and 63 on the year. Let me get to my notes about, uh, the pick em, or not the pick em, the majority picks money stuff. Once again, if we put all our money in a pot and then. Found out which games we had. Pre-sent our picks. And then we just picked the games. We had a spread in in the real world. Placed real money, real bets. uh, And then divided the pot out. Like this week, we had 14 games that had a majority. One way or the other, for instance, Green Bay. 17 of us picked Green Bay. Two of us picked San Francisco. So we had 14 full games to bet at $28 a bet. We started the week with a $405 pot and 49 cents. When you divide it out amongst 14 bets, it's $35 a bet. So if we put those bets in and let them ride, we finished 7-7. Seven and seven, So we lost... Oh, wait, did I say $28 a bet? Yeah, $28 a bet. We would have lost $17.85. Uh, remember, whenever you gamble, traditional odds are minus 110. So if you place a $10 bet, you will get back $9.91. No, that's not true. Uh, you'll get back $9. And what is it? $9 and some like a little bit of change. I think it's $9.11 maybe? $9? I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but anyways, you would lose some to pay the bookie. That's how bookies make money. That way, if there's 
a 50-50 split on bets, they can still make profit. So we would have lost $17.85, all of that to the bookie. Um, Our new total is $387.64. We are slowly uh, falling down the rabbit hole. Remember, like I said, uh, in the past, a lot of my friends came together after a couple weeks and we were kind of talking about doing that, putting our money in a big pot, sending out an email every week uh, to about 20 guys. Everyone sending their picks ahead of time. We do the math, find out the ones we have a majority on, run to Tennessee, place the sports bet, and and see if we can cash in. It's a good thing we didn't do that because we're slowly we're slowly heading to Shitsville. We're still not back to yeah no we're way past. So we started the league with five hundred and sixty dollars in the pot, and now we're you wouldn't get much money back. All right. That's depressing. Moving forward, uh, I think that's it for stats. Nothing's really changed as far as which teams are better against the spread. Green Bay, 6. Kansas City, 7. Cincinnati, 7. My uh, sneaky good team, the Giants, have covered 6 games, 6 and 3 against the spread. So that's pretty impressive. Seattle, uh, 5 and 2. Pittsburgh, 6 and 2. So. Some sneaky good teams. Well, I mean, there's teams that you would expect, but I think the Giants and Cincinnati are probably the most impressive against the spread. Um, against the spread, the Jets, obviously, 7. Houston, 7. Dallas, 8. And since... Why would I say Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's up. So there you go. Let's get into our awards. Big moment for a lot of people. I know a lot of people are looking forward to this. This is a big deal. All right. Uh, All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. I closed it out. No, I didn't. Okay. All right. Lonely Island Award of the Week. Drew White gets a Lonely Island negative. He was the only person to take the Chargers in the 1.5 points against Las Vegas, and Vegas covered by seven. Mike Lee, you get the participation trophy of the week. This is Mike's first trophy trophy since week seven when he was most improved. Uh, Mike Lee has only he only got two right in week nine, and he was minus seventy four against the spread margin. Uh, most improved degenerate of the week goes to Carlos Quarles. Uh, he had two right in week eight and five right in week nine, and plus seventy. Uh, a 70-point different, a 70-point swing against the spread um, from week 8 to week 9. So congratulations to him. Mitchell and John Haley, you guys were also eligible this week because you also improved by 3. Uh, but Carlos had the lowest pick in week 8. Uh, and I think Mitchell had a higher margin against the spread this week. But Carlos, you get the award. Chris Beller. You are the pick master of the week. Congratulations to Chris Beller. Uh, six correct picks tied with three others for most in the week. In a week, uh, highest points margin against the spread, plus 71. That is the second most all time. Congratulations to Chris Beller. A new name at the top. I like that. Uh, mixing it up a little bit. Well, I guess it's been a new name for a couple of weeks now, but uh, congratulations to you. On the... Last week, we'll see here. We had four people tied at the top of the list. Seth McReynolds, Mitchell Moore, Chris Beller, and myself. I got to tell you, I had a huge penis all week long out of excitement uh, at being at the top of the list finally. I know a lot of people have experienced that 
before, but it was my first time. So it's very exciting. Very happy to be there. Lots of people with five, four, three. Uh, a couple people with two, Mike Lee and Tyler Parrish at the bottom of our league this week. And Alan Lemons, Brock Tinsley, and Dylan Loxton didn't pick any games. It looks like that may be it for Dylan Loxton as far as the pick goes. It's going to be very difficult to make a comeback now. Uh, but there's definitely still chance in the DeBricka shop. So, uh, without further ado, I think that's it. I think that's all that we normally do there, right? I think so. I think we covered everything. Oh, uh, so, oh yeah, uh, uh, records. Uh, I came up with a new record. Nothing. No, I didn't come up with it. I'm, I'm constantly trying to think because I'm terrible at records. I'm trying to remember and think of ones to add. Most times weekly leader. Uh, in most times as the weekly we, weekly leader. Seth McReynolds and Mitchell Moore tied with three apiece. Uh, Seth has been the outright leader twice, and Mitchell has been the outright leader once. And in second place, Chris Oslonian and O'Brien Pettigo, uh, each of them as the outright leader uh, once, respect, uh, one time. Okay, and then there's a bunch of people in third with one play, one one pick, one time. But I'm not going to go over those. All right, let's get into the DeBrickshaw Classic, the DeBrickshaw Memorial Classic Trophyless Trophy Award. Ferguson Memorial Classic Trophyless Trophy Award presented by Ethan Thomason Realtor with Haley Auctions and Realty. If you are interested in a new home, selling your current home, investment properties, billboards, land, hunting land, dream home land, lake land, lake houses, you name it. And you don't want to work with the suits. You want to work with someone who is uh, who's a little bit different. Someone who's going to change the real estate game. Let me know. I'd love to work with you or whoever it is. $50 gift card to the winner of the DeBrickishaw Ferguson Memorial Classic Trophyless Trophy Award. As well as a plaque. It's a big deal. Women will love you. Men will envy you. Boys will want... Or children will want to be you. And dogs will want you to scratch their ears. It is the greatest trophy in American sports, I would say the world, but I don't know what all they got over there. I don't know what all they got over there. This week's top five against the spread. This is just for the week. Uh, and also, I got to find it because I clicked off of it. Sue me. Chris Beller had the uh, most this week against the spread with 71. That is good enough for second most all time. Uh, I think he knocked out Chris. That's not true. Seth. Mitchell Moore, 59. Plus 59, that is eighth most all time in a week. Josh Walker, 42. Seth McReynolds, 40. And Michael Morris, 60. 
you got to really know how important that Miami game was. Miami, or not Miami, excuse me, Saints-Tampa Bay game. Saints put up 40 against the spread on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got to understand how important that game was. Has it changed a lot? I didn't have it. Uh, a lot. There was some people that didn't have it, and man, that one, that game was a big swing game, huge swing game. Um, because I mean, if you're sitting in first, uh, and you don't pick that game, the second place does. That's an eighty point swing. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. Josh Walker, I think, was in... Josh Walker had been dethroned. And I I can't remember when I tweeted that out. I think it was like midday Sunday. Josh Walker had been dethroned. I think maybe Seth was at the top of the board. I can't remember who, what the lineup was. And then that game happened, and it shot Josh Walker right back up to the top. Uh, when I tell you it's flimsy at the top, it's flimsy at the top. I mean, we're it can swing a thousand different ways very quickly. And, I, and if you were actually watching the leaderboard this week, you got to see that because it was pretty nuts to uh, pretty nuts to watch. Uh, there is now only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people in the positives against the spread. Josh Walker leads the league with 166. Chris Beller with 148. Seth McReynolds with 130. Cole Porter, 104. Ethan Thomason, 86. Mitchell Moore, 65. Chris O, 52. Big Easy, 26. Philip Stratton, 25. And Josh Cates with 2. And then the rest of them are negatives from there. Uh, all the way back to Dylan Longston with minus 391. <clears throat> uh... Like the three hundreds guys have a lot of work to do. They really do. Uh, it's definitely doable, but it's definitely a lot of work. Like Brock, Allen, and Dylan minus three hundred two, minus three forty four, Mike minus three ninety one. That's a lot of points. But starting with Tyler Parrish on up, it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. Those guys in the back, I don't know. It's going to require a ton of work, and you have to be very, very vigilant these final weeks. Uh, but Everyone up, man. It's so it's so so doable. I think me and Mitchell texted last week, and he was complaining, fussing, crying. I mean, he's down in the dumps. He's low in his life about his pick'em record. And I said, well, you know, you still have a chance in the DeBrickashaw. Uh, and he's, cry- I mean, he was sad, and he said, no, I'm out of it too, or I got a lot of work to do in it. And lo and behold, he had one good week, and now he's back up in very good contention. So. And I think I don't even think he was that bad. I think he was like eleventh, and he was crying about it. So, what a sorry sucker! A stupid, stupid, stupid thing to do. But you know, so was bragging about where you are two weeks into the season. So, um, highest points margins against the week. Let's look at some records here. Obviously, uh, games with the highest margin against the spread. A new leader at the top of the uh, mountain there. New Orleans at Tampa Bay with 40 points, knocking down the previous number one, which was Miami at San Francisco week five in 2020. Uh, Obviously 2020, but I'm hoping to keep these records for a long time. So Uh, lowest points margins against the spread in a week. Brock Tinsley, Dylan Logston now in lemons posted a minus 126 this week, uh, which is good enough for second all time. They knocked Carlos Quarles out of second, which was minus 124 in week six. Uh, that's it. Okay. All right. 
Highest points margins against the spread. Chris Beller rang in with second with 71, which Seth McReynolds was in second with 69. Um, and Mitchell Moore came in with 59, which is good enough for eighth place. And Seth McReynolds had previous possession of eighth place uh, with 58. So, good deal. Uh, if you want the whole top 10 right there, it's Thomas Miller 71, Chris Beller, or excuse me, Thomas Miller 74 back in week one, Chris Beller 71 back in week nine, uh, Seth McReynolds 69 in week seven, Ethan Thomason 66 in week five, 65 by Josh Walker in week three, 64 by O'Brien Pettigo in week five, 62. Uh, there's a three way tie there, or three people had 62. Dylan Loxton, Week 7, Big Easy, Week 5, Mitchell Moore, Week 2. Mitchell Moore, Week 9, uh, with a 59-58 by Seth McReynolds in Week 4. And Chris Beller and Josh Walker towards 57. Uh, Chris Beller did it in Week 2. Josh Walker did it in Week 5. That is your top 10 highest and lowest margins against the spread. That's it for that. I don't have an interview. I, like I said, I got way behind on this thing. So we're going to go straight into the games um, and move through those. Yeah. All right. So we'll do that now. Tonight, Colts and Titans. Titans, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Colts. Two teams that uh, really don't have an identity against the spread. Both teams are kind of flip-floppy back and forth against the spread. Uh, So it's kind of tough to tell. If you need an edge here, always remember the Colts own the Titans. It doesn't matter. I love the Titans, but it's just the truth. It doesn't matter how good the Colts are. It doesn't matter how good the Titans are. Uh, The Colts... Always own the Titans. Always own the Titans. Uh, Monday morning, not Monday morning, Sunday at 11 a.m. Texans at Browns. Browns are a three and a half point favorite. Jaguars at Packers. Packers are a 14 and a half point favorite. Eagles at Giants. Giants are a three and a half point favorite. I would also say that the Jaguars and Packers game is the Vegas know something game of the week. Uh, because 14 and a half points seems like a lot there. I know I get it who it is. I get who they are, but it just seems like a lot. I don't know. Um, that's three touchdowns essentially, or two touchdowns and a field goal. It just doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. Eagles at, I don't know where I was. Eagles at Giants, Giants three and a half dog to the Eagles. Bucks at Panthers. Bucks are a six and a half point favorite over the Panthers. Washington at Lions. Washington at Detroit Lions. Minus three and a half for the Lions. Bills at Cardinals. Bills are a one and a half point favorite over the Cardinals. Broncos at Raiders. Raiders are a five and a half point favorite. Chargers at Dolphins. Dolphins are a two and a half point favorite. 
Bengals at Steelers. Steelers are a seven and a half point favorite. Both of those teams very, very profitable against the spread. So kind of a tough one to call there. Uh, Bengals coming off the bye week there. San Francisco at the Saints. Saints are a nine and a half point favorite. Seahawks at Rams. Rams are a one and a half point favorite. Ravens at Patriots. Patriots are a seven and a half point dog. Ravens are the favorite. I don't know why I said that one backwards, but whatever. Vikings at Bears on Monday night. Vikings are a two and a half point favorite. That seems crazy to me. All right. I will give you my mortal lock of the week. My mortal lock of the week. I think I hit last week's two. I think I hit last week's two. I'll have to check. I think I've only not gotten one. So my mortal locks are awful locky. If you're out here in the world and want to go run down to Tennessee and play some bets. But my mortal lock of the week is going to go. Oh, I'm kind of rushed. I'm kind of rushed. Let's see who we like. Let's see who we like. I like Dolphins minus two and a half against the Chargers as my mortal lock of the week. That's all I got. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Thanks for the, uh, sorry about the rush podcast. Mitchell, get your shit ready for next week. We'll do it next week. Uh, everyone else, I hope you have an awesome week, but not better than me. I gotta go play these ponies. See you, boys. 